0: taking responsibility for actions. That's something new for Washington, D.C. To get specific, here's the purveyor of political accountability, Dan Newman. Hello and welcome to the podcast today. Dan Newman here. Dan Newman here every day with you at dnewman.org. It's May 16th, folks. This month is flying by and with it, comes many, many things we need to discuss. You know, the one issue that's kind of been laid down the last week or two is gun control. Of course, there hasn't been a mass shooting, and that, have, that is when all of America wakes up and starts hollering and screaming, we've got to stop murders, senseless murders, and the only way to do it is to take away guns. Well, I've got something really important for you, some real factual information. And uh, I know you looked at the homepage of the website before you uh, clicked to activate this podcast with instructions. This transcript is going to be available to you. That includes a lot of statistics that are verifiable. You'll understand in just a moment. But you can download these statistics. At the bottom of the homepage, there's a link to a PDF of this transcript. Once you're finished with this podcast today, feel free to download, uh, refer to it yourself, pass it along to other people, that's up to you. So here we go. Do we need government gun control laws? Watching the recent emotional speeches and marches supporting gun control, everybody can't shake this question. It nags all of us. Would we be safer with fewer guns? The gun control advocates They've got an argument. We hear it all the time. Guns are an efficient way to commit murder. If we reduce the number of guns to society, we axiomatically reduce murders. It's an automatic thing, right? Fewer guns, fewer murders. Well, no doubt reducing gun violence is a desirable goal, particularly when we see shooters mowing down kids. We never get over that. After thinking about it, the question of whether reducing guns in a society will lead to fewer murders is just a hypothesis, but it's one that we can check. You can measure gun ownership and murder rates. Those are facts. No two countries on earth have the exact same gun laws or the same murder rates. So, why don't we go to Wikipedia to answer a question. Do countries with higher murder rates have more guns, and vice versa. This question can be evaluated if we look at ratios, the number of legally owned guns per 100,000 people versus the number of murders per 100,000. According to this theory, the ratio should be relatively stable. Countries with fewer guns will have fewer murders, a small number divided by a small number. And a country with more guns should have more murders. A big number divided by a big number. Let's look at the countries with the 100 highest murder rates. Add to the sample countries that compare to the United States culturally, such as, you know, all the European countries. Add in Australia, Japan, etc. Delete countries for which there are no gun ownership stats or countries that were small or obscure. In this profile... We'll look at 98 countries, a pretty good solid slice of all the countries on Earth. America is by far the country that owns the most guns per 100,000. In America, this is is not astonishing. It may surprise some, but it doesn't me. There are actually more guns than people. Wow. Our murder rate is much higher than that of our European counterparts. So far, the gun control uh, hypothesis seems to be holding up when we stop there but let's keep going but guns in america are very unlikely to be involved in murders our ratio of guns to murders is 20,696 guns privately and legally owned for every one murder not every murder involves a gun but the gun control hypothesis suggests guns still make murder easier and more common so we're just going to stick to that So in America, it's one murder for every 20,696 guns that are privately owned. The murder capital of the world you would think was the U.S. if you listen to the gun advocates, but it's not. It's El Salvador. El Salvador has done a relatively good job rounding up legal guns. Remember this. You're not going to stop illegal guns and illegal gun murders. There are only 5,800 guns per 100,000 residents. This is in El Salvador, compared to over 101,000 here in the U.S. Yet El Salvador's ratio of guns to murders is a staggering 53. Every year, there's one murder for every 53 guns in El Salvador. The countries that have been most successful at limiting private legal gun ownership are one Ethiopia, 2, Eritrea, which I never heard of, 3, Haiti, 4, North Korea, and 5, Rwanda. Ethiopia, Eritrea, and Haiti all have higher murder rates than that of the U.S. North Korea and Rwanda have slightly lower murder rates, 4.4 and 4.5 per 100,000 respectively, versus the United States at 4.88. Real, real close. Let's look at the countries with the highest concentrations of gun ownership, and we're going to leave Yemen and Iraq out is that they're active war zones so the stats wouldn't correlate. Guns per murder in those countries are, in the United States, as we said, 20,967. Uruguay, number two, at 3,777. Norway, number three, 55,893. Four, France, 19,747. Austria, 59,608 Germany number 6 at 35,647 number 7 is Switzerland at 35,435 New Zealand is number 8 at 24,835 and Greece is number 9 at 26,471 these are the countries with the highest concentrations of gun ownership guns per murder in those countries make up those numbers I just gave you. Norway is a particularly interesting example. It has 10 times the gun ownership rate of the United Kingdom, but only half the murder rate. When you exclude Iraq and Yemen, not one of the countries on the list of the top 10 highest rates of gun ownership also appears on the list of the top 10 highest murder rates. In fact, the countries with the highest murder rates have dramatically low gun ownership rates. Number one, El Salvador, 108.64 murders per 100,000, 5,800 guns per 100,000. Honduras, 63.75, that's 6,200. Venezuela, 57.15, that's 10,700. Now, that's 10,700 guns per 100,000 people. Jamaica is number four, 43.21 murders and 8,100 guns per 100,000. Number five is Lesotho, 38 murders and 2,700 guns per 100,000. Belize, 34.4 and 10,000 guns per 100,000. South Africa, 34.27 with a 12,700 guns per 100,000 residents. Guatemala, 31.21, 13,100 guns per 100,000 residents. Trinidad, 30.88 murders per 100,000 with a 1,600 gun ownership per 100,000 people. And the Bahamas, number 10, 29.81 murders per 100,000 residents, 5,300 guns per 100,000 residents. It really doesn't matter how you slice the data, folks. The conclusion is inescapable. High concentrations of private legal gun ownership do not correlate positively to increased murders. Indeed, you can look at almost any slice of data And conclude exactly the opposite. Higher private ownership of guns can be strongly correlated to lower murder rates. Very interesting, right? Well, we're not through yet. We've got some more information. It's going to blow your mind, and you're going to hear it when we come back in just a moment at dnewman.org. You love chocolate. Mmm, chocolate. You love M&M's. Oh, yes. But your tastes have grown up, and you're just not wild about super sweet milk chocolate. So you've been avoiding M&M's. Yeah. Well, fear no more. Huh? M&M's Dark Chocolate to the Rescue. My heroes. M&M's Dark Chocolate Candies. Available wherever fine candies are sold. Hi. This is Christina Ricci with RAIN. Every two minutes, another American is sexually assaulted. If you or someone you know has been sexually assaulted, you are not alone. Help is just a call or click away through the National Sexual Assault Hotline. Please call 1 800 656 HOPE, that's H O P E, or visit RAIN.org, that's R A I N N.org. Brought to you by RAIN and this station. Well, let's go back to our gun control conversation, giving you a bunch of data. The data also exposes some myths we have heard about gun control. For example, we've heard activists tout Australia, which supposedly banned all guns. Australia has advanced a number of gun control measures over the years. Nevertheless, according to the data, Australia has a rate of private ownership of guns, of 13,100 per 100,000 people, with a murder rate of 0.98. Australia has almost twice as many guns per capita as the United Kingdom, for example, and a comparable murder rate. New Zealand has almost twice as many guns per capita as Australia, but a lower crime rate. Countries with both a low rate of private gun ownership and a low murder rate exist, but they're clearly Data outliers. These include the Netherlands, 3,900 guns per 100,000 for a murder rate of 0.61. The United Kingdom, 6,200 guns per 100,000 people, a murder rate of 0.92. Japan and Portugal. Places like Norway, Austria, Switzerland, and Germany overwhelm those examples because they all have high rates of gun ownership, but very enviable low crime rates. An owner of a private legal gun in America measures as one of the most responsible in the world. Uh Uh-oh. Gun control advocates just turned this podcast off. This isn't a perfect study. It's not by any means. But this is analysis, and it does not include every country in the world. It skips many Asian countries. Nevertheless, it's worth considering why so many countries that have relatively successful programs that limit private, lawful gun ownership are so dangerous and why countries with such high rates of private gun ownership are relatively safe. Even in a place like the United Kingdom, where the gun control seems to be effective, remember, a low murder rate of 0.92 per 100,000 people, it's arguable That the UK's peer countries, such as Germany and Austria, have had more success controlling crime in spite of allowing greater freedom of gun ownership. The ratio of murders per gun works as a decent measure for how responsible a country's citizens are with their firearms. Measured in that light, an owner of a private legal gun in the US measures as one of the most responsible in the world. A gun in America is 387 times less likely to be used in a murder than in El Salvador. Even in Japan, which has one of the lowest murder and gun ownership rates in the world, there are 10 times as many murders per gun than in America. Before U.S. governments make anything illegal, it should be demonstrated that gun restrictions will have the desired effect. The perverse effect of increasing murder rates by reducing private gun ownership has been demonstrated in numerous studies. Places like Chicago, Washington, D.C., New York have repeatedly experienced unintended consequences of aggressive gun control laws. When marchers scream to ban guns, they're pushing to make America look more like El Salvador, folks. One murder for every 52 guns, or Ethiopia, one murder per 53 guns, or Honduras, one per 88 guns. All of these countries have succeeded in limiting gun ownership, even if they can't keep their citizens safe. The numbers are clear. Murders are less common when the victim might be armed. You know what? Murder of any kind is an atrocity that human nature has dealt with since the very beginning of time. The very first human couple had a son that killed another son, Adam and Eve. Cain killed Abel. Ever since then, we've been trying to deal with it. And here we are in 2018 still trying to deal with it. Mass murder is especially atrocious. We gotta find a way to stop it, folks. But stats do not prove that taking guns away from legal gun owners is the answer. Let's keep looking. Don't forget, you can download the transcript of this that includes all the stats. If you'll go down to the bottom of the homepage of this story, there is a link where you can download that transcript. Feel free to use it yourself, pass it along to friends. They're facts, and uh, they make sense. In this gun control argument, why not have some factual information, right? Hey, don't forget, log your email address while you're on the homepage, and every time a new story goes up or a new audio podcast, you'll get a link that includes in an email. All you have to do is click on it, and it'll take you right to that story or that podcast. We never sell your email address. We never give it to anybody. We don't try to sell you. We are not a marketing firm. This is all because we love you and we want you to be our partners. That's it. We never ask you for money or anything. I'm just thankful you came along and I look forward to you being back. Have a great day. This is Dan Newman at dnewman.org. Some things have never changed That's just the way it is